nothing. Say it again, y'all. War. Huh. Yeah. What is it good for? Absolutely. Listen to me. Ha! Whoa. <laughs> that was troubling. What? Troubling? Yeah. About how good it was, how much it affected you. It did affect me, yes. In terms of contemplating the morality and consequences for warfare hmm? it was more the sanity of my husband well art is art whatever it um so today today wife dear yes. we are discussing dunkirk now what what's our history with dunkirk in terms of the movie oh um i was thinking we weren't there were we <laughs> Um, well, I uh, I messaged my mum and said, "Oh, you should you should go and see this film," and she said that apparently her nan's or somebody that she was related to was um, evacuated from there, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Like nan's uncle or something. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty cool. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. Um. So we saw the trailer for this many um, times. I feel a number like. of times. Yeah, and. Um, weren't blown away by it, no. I would say, and didn't have any intention of going to see it at all. No. And then you read an Empire review mm-hmm. that was gushing. Effusive. And you decided we had to go see it. Yeah. So I was there as well. Do you feel like this is a <laughs> film that I dragged you to? Yes. Okay. I did specifically say I didn't want to go and see it. So, yes. Although I believe I did say that you didn't have to go and see it. Yeah, in that kind of, well, you don't have to. I can go on my own. I don't mind kind of way. Well, I'm not going to get kidnapped. I think I'm at that age now that you don't have to worry about me going to the cinema on my own. I'm not worried about you. I'm just worried about how annoying it's going to be to hear you whine when I don't go. (laughs) Well, I'm just going out to the cinema then. then. I had to get my popcorn all on my own. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we weren't psyched about seeing it. No. Um, It was more, you know, I felt just obliged. Obliged, yeah. In some way. Um, And so we went along. We did IMAX, didn't we? Because we felt like... Yes. Because old Nolan, old Chrissy Nolan... Yes. um, ...is... uh, I don't know, one of the one of the filmmakers in this day and age who's still kind of definitely interested in the spectacle of cinema and the kind of power of ginormous images. Yes. Uh, he's been very uh, vocal uh, against um, digital filmmaking. 
because he feels uh, like it's not the same as celluloid filmmaking. He's been very against um, Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Um, he, d- he doesn't like the fact that when net- Netflix make films, they're not really... They're kind of making them for Netflix. Um, and so they're not so being... So dis- different, isn't it? I know. I think he's... I don't know. I mean, Come he's on. obviously very talented, but... There's room for like everyone. Sometimes Let's it's a little... Not. Yeah, maybe a little bit... Um, I don't know. Inflexible, shall we say. Seems so like it. Yeah, so we, we saw it in IMAX because yes. it seemed the thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in terms of a synopsis, I suppose there's not really a huge amount needed. It's just no. more the, you know, the uh, the story of Dunkirk is that there's, uh, in the Second World War, the British and French forces were pushed back by the Germans because of military failures Mm-hmm. I mean, let's not sugarcoat this. Why would we? That's not that's not what we're here to do. We're here for the <laughs> truth. Yeah. Yeah. Not the party line. Um, through military failures, pushed back to the coast of France, Dunkirk, spelt Dunkirk, uh, in France. Um, and uh, yeah, there weren't enough boats to come and pick them up, or the the boats couldn't come close. The ginormous boats couldn't come close enough to the coast. To pick them up, so there's like four hundred thousand soldiers on the beach, shrugging essentially, home. waiting, getting shot out by mm. German fighters, um, and yeah, hoping to go home. And then you know stuff happens. Um, and if that sounds like a bit of a you know a downer, mm. kind of is. Yeah, I mean for, massively for for a large part of it. But um, uh, so producers pitch wise, mm-hmm. we're still in the spoiler free section. So if you haven't seen. Dunkirk, don't worry. We're not gonna we're not gonna spoil anything before we you know there'll be a big there'll be a, a amazing jingle before we get to that section. So if you haven't seen it and you're looking to make up your mind, allow us to uh, dive in with a producer's pitch. Tiffany B, what is your producer's pitch for Dunkirk? Um, so mine is saving Private Ryan mm-hmm. meets the pianist. Oh, the pianist. Yes. Uh, based Why on what? Why are you what? so shocked? I don't know. I just, I mean, to be honest, I haven't seen The Pianist. I assumed um, it was about a pianist. Um, well, no, it's also a war film. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that makes a lot more sense then. Um, so, the, so the reason I picked these two films is because I think one's quite like action-packed. Saving mm-hmm. Private Ryan is very much war on the ground and like... Yeah what's going on what's which, it like which this film is very much like yeah and <laughs> and the pianist which is um a, is set in a war time okay um and it's but it's a lot quieter it's okay. a lot less kind of it's it's more like a, a human story within that war Okay. And I think this film, um, and and like his kind of struggle to survive, mm-hmm. you know, um, and this film kind of has both of those sections of war. It has, yeah. what is it like to actually fight in a war or yeah. be targeted in a war? And then what is it like to just be a person trying to survive Yeah. in a war? Yeah. You know, like kind of like a bit of both. Yeah. Um, And I thought... Um, yeah, the action stuff I think is fairly obvious, but then the pianist, it's a lot quieter, it's a lot more kind of real because it's the scale is smaller, 
Yeah. It's very much like this is this person's story. This yeah. is what happened to them. And the pace is slower and it's a lot more, it's got a lot more like humanity okay. in it. Nice. Um, yeah. What were yours? Uh, mine, uh, I went with Saving Private Ryan as well. Kind of an obvious one. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's difficult to have, it's such a kind of the first, obviously the kind of the opening, the iconic opening of Saving Private Ryan mm. is so kind of synonymous with, you know, I, I think it'd be difficult to have any World War Two film for the next, you know, however many years that has a part set on a beach that mm. doesn't invoke memories of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Um, uh, but I had that meets uh, The Revenant. Oh, interesting. Thank you very much. Why? Um, just because I feel like The Revenant, um, for all its flaws, and we're not the biggest fans of that film, mm. but um, for all its flaws, it's a film about um, human survival. Yes. People just trying to, you know, what well, one person in The Revenant's case, just trying to stay alive. Yeah. And I feel like this is that that kind of thing. It had that kind of desperation to it it had that kind of yeah rawness to it yeah to use a, a an overused word um but yeah i i feel like it was it was it had that yeah the kind of the fighting of of a saving private ryan i mean it didn't really have the you know fighting necessarily but um the action yeah there was the kind of action bits but it was, it felt much more yeah like you said i suppose human i suppose kind of um yeah, to, to just one person trying to kind of stay alive. Mm. Yeah. Or a group of people trying to stay alive. Yeah. Um, it felt very desperate. Like, there are a lot of points that you kind of feel... Yeah, and I suppose... Uh, yeah, I haven't seen The Pianist, but yeah, in, the, in its quieter moments, it, it does feel very kind of desperate. Mm. There yeah. are moments where it feels quite hopeless. Yeah. Um, you just get these quiet moments of just people on a beach. Like, what the fuck are we going to do? Yeah. Um... Yeah. Yeah. So that was my, uh, yeah, that's the producer's pitch. Um, would you recommend this to a friend? I would, yes. Now, but do we have to put in a disclaimer? About what? Your experience of Dunkirk. Well, yes, but that's one of my points, so. Oh. That will come later, okay. I'd say. Okay. Editor's note, no, it'll come right now. The point that Tiffany was alluding to and that she will make later is that she, being someone prone to motion sickness, felt very ill throughout this film. It may have been the way that it was shot. It may have been the sound that was produced. It might only be in IMAX screenings. But if you're prone to motion sickness, it's something to keep in mind. Yeah, so it's, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's a very well-made film. Um, I think it, it um kind of issues some of the things that you might expect of a war film um it's not a kind of your typical war film but it it kind of yeah portrays how uh kind of awful war is war is hell etc mm, um, definitely yeah and it's uh you know say what you will about christopher nolan's inflexibility in terms of his opinions but he's uh he's a heck of a filmmaker he's a bravura filmmaker well, he should be for how much he's getting paid. Exactly. Oh, yeah, he's getting paid a big chunk of change for this. It's like 20 mil plus back-end stuff. And What's he going to do with that? That's I what I want to ask him. Yeah. What are you going to do with that, Chris? Yeah. 
you know. Buy suits. Need some more money, do you, really? And also, if you're making that much money, how about smiling once in a while? How about just cracking out those teeth and just showing us a bit of genuine emotion? It's just so serious about filmmaking, Dan. Oh, my God, because it's so serious. It's the most serious thing ever. Okay. Although he is, you know, I don't know whether at this stage he's got to the, the point of kind of national treasure, like in terms of... Um, worldwide renown mm. for doing what he does as as an Englishman. As a, you know, proud Englishman. Um, yeah, so I don't know whether he gets a bit of a pass with those things, unfortunately. I suppose. Never mind. Um, so that was our spoiler-free review of Dunkirk. Join us after the jingle, where we'll delve into the nitty, and indeed the gritty, of Dunkirk. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you it won't be groovy If you listen any further Without watching the movie It's spoilers! We're here in the in the, the netherworld, the nether realm of spoiler territory. So if you're still with us, you're one of two types of people. One, you've seen the film and you want to hear what we have to say. Number two, you haven't seen the film and you just don't care. And you still want to hear what just we have to crazy. say. You're just crazy. You just don't man. care about rules or man. anything. That's crazy, man. Um, so, Whoa. we are going to... Um, Whoa. Review... The, Whoa, right? Whoa. We're going to review. Yes. We're going to dive in there with our patented Flix five-point rating system. Okay. Um, Tiffany B. Yes. Give us a point, will you? Okay. Give a point will, to a then. little fella. My first point is the one already alluded to. Alluded. Which is that I spent the vast majority of this film feeling sick. Yes. And it wasn't just unrelated to the film. It was because of the film. Because. Um, I found that it was... The way in which it was shot mm. made it really kind of... I got really motion sickness yeah. from all of it. Um, like the sea of the kind of up and down, mm-hmm. up and down, um, and the the Spitfires in particular. Yeah. I could barely watch that. Yeah. Um, so I guess the way in which it was shot is probably like a good thing for a lot of people. Yeah. The like wide, you know, the big shots. What's it called? Kind of wide shots. No, but it, oh, okay, whatever. Like so what that for the IMAX, like it's huge, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. It's not just wide. It's like. 70 mil well IMAX is, I don't yeah, know the, the, what, yeah whatever it is because um, it's shot in IMAX it's not like shot on a regular yeah, thing and then blown that's up that's what I mean okay, yeah. yeah like it was just too much for my eyes to take in <laughs> I, it's I kind know of reached that critical that, point but... of they're all like we need more information more image more, and it's like okay but at some point <laughs> We've got too much here, lads. Yeah, and it's reached that point for me. Yeah. I feel like my eyes actually can't take in the whole screen. Yeah. Like, there's too much there. Yeah. And my eyes are like, I don't know, maybe I've got something wrong with me. But I just, I felt very sick. Mm. Um, and it was a shame because it did mean that for large portions of the action scenes, I had to have my eyes closed. Yeah. Um. So that was interesting and strange. And correct me if I'm wrong, if you have your eyes closed, you're not taking in as much of the experience. True or false? That's correct. Why? What point are you making? No, I'm just saying, you know, having your eyes closed 
for some films might not. be like, oh, okay. But then for this, it's like, it's one of those films that you need it's to very visual. Open. It's a visual film. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately for me, the way in which it was shot, the kind of, mm-hmm. the movement that it had and the kind of yeah. handheldiness of it, um, which which I think achieved a lot of things, particularly with the Spitfires, like made it feel very real yeah. and very kind of like intimate, like you were part of it, you were there. But it also just made me feel sick. Mm. Um, and, yeah, that was a shame because I almost had to leave. So if anyone feels the same as me mm. or gets ill like that, this will make you ill. So we probably should have mentioned that in the uh, spoiler-free section. Oh, is that why you wanted to? But it was one of my points, so... Yeah. Well, they'll figure out. (laughs) (laughs) Those fools. (laughs) Um, Yes. So I guess the way in which it was shot was a bad thing for me. Because it was like all three of them, like you say, the the boat had very much the up and down motion and in the planes, because it was kind of set within the... on the shield or something. Spitfire. And then on the land, there were, yeah, there was kind of certain handheld bits where it was very much like, yeah, like running chasing them up as they were, yeah, yeah. kind of cloverfield Yeah, and yeah. it's just got a little bit much for me, so I was a bit like... Whoosh. Fair enough. Right, I'll close my eyes then. So, made you feel sick equals a negative point? Negative point from negative me. Negative point from Tiffany. What about from Daniel? From Daniel, I am going to go with... I mean, to, to show the counterpoint to that, I suppose. Go on. Um, I feel like it was shot beautifully. Beautifully? Beautifully. Um, yeah, I, I didn't feel sick, but then I think I've got more of a kind of tolerance for that kind of thing than you do, because mm-hmm. I really loved Cloverfield, and a lot of people said that that gave them motion sickness. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought there were several points in the film where... I don't know, you can just, you look at the image on the screen and you just think, this is this is like a, you know, this could be a snapshot, this could be yeah. a, a painting or something. Yeah. Um, and there were several bits on the beach where it's just these kind of vast, mm-hmm. you know, showing the scale of the beach. It's the guy burying the other guy at the beginning. Um, there's yeah, a, a, it's a beautiful painting. I mean, but like in terms of the way that the composition... <laughs> one with that. with the other guy shitting right next to it. I Shit, love that. Shitting. That was, the, yeah. I want that painting, I yeah, think. A, a man shitting and another man burying another man. I mean... And they don't actually show dream, whether he does it? actually get to make that poop, does he? I guess he doesn't. I mean, that's where the tension comes from. I mean, you He's know... He's going through all of that and he hasn't even had a little poop. If you need a poo, you need a poo. Yeah. I don't care what side of the war you're on. Yeah. Even the Nazis pooped. Yeah, I bet you they wouldn't have shot him if he was pooping. No. Because they'd be right, like, all right, give you a minute. Get, honestly, do you want it? Do you want some bug roll? Because we don't want it. <laughs> oh, terrible. Um, but yeah, there were a lot, and like the, in the plane sequences, not so much with the kind of super close up bits, because then it's just, you know, Tom Hardy's face with the mask on. Mm. Um, in a very vain kind of way, I thought, kind of. Just seeing Tom Hardy's eyes. That's Christopher Nolan's He does Nolan's that a lot, though, doesn't fetish. he? He's done that in other films, I feel like. Has he? Yeah. Cool. Um, with it Bane? Yeah, and another the... one, another okay. one. Another one, another one. Oh, uh, well, he has that, that thing in Mad Max. When yeah, oh, yeah, that was it. That's the one the I'm car. thinking of, yeah. Yeah. I feel like he just likes it. <laughs> 
But he's like, like Christopher Nolan was like, oh, you don't have to wear the thing. Whereas, it's like, no, I'll, I'll wear it. I think I think it's important for the character that I wear yeah. some kind of mask. Yeah. Some kind of, some kind of facial. Which coverage. I thought was interesting because at the beginning when he starts talking, I'm mm. like, who's that? Because his yeah. mouth's not moving and it doesn't sound like his voice. Yeah. So I was, and they're all talking to each other through the yeah things intercom thing or whatever. So anyway, and side it's only point. at the end. They probably he probably had it written into his contract that's like at some point we're taking the mask off and we're going to see Tom Hardy's beautiful face. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big fan of it, but you know, people are. People are. Um, but anyway, sorry. So beautiful imagery is is um, your point, and it also is mine. I just liked. Oh, nice. I oh, had that good. one. In spite of the yeah um, visual impairment. Yeah. Like there were bits like outside of the plane where it's just one plane. Yeah. And it's just, you know, you get the vastness the beach of the space. at the end and stuff. Yeah. The beach beautiful. at the end was lovely. Um, there were some bits with uh, the little kind of chug boat uh, yeah. where it was going. Like there were a lot of bits where it was like a kind of tracking shot. Yeah. And the camera was staying in time with the boat. Yeah. And I don't know, it feels like a very simple thing, but I feel like I haven't really seen that before. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that you've seen a lot with cars. Yeah. But with boats, I feel like you don't really get that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I thought overall it was... uh, And that's something that we got from the trailers as well. Yeah. Which we thought it would be very heavily that more. Didn't necessarily look like the best film in the world, but it's obviously going to be shot very well. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and it was. Yes, I agree. I thought very similarly to you. Nice. That, yeah, it was very... And I think the imagery helped um, helped to portray the scale. Yeah. Like the humongous scale of it. Yeah. And I think that's what this film does very well. Like kind of like what I was saying with the producer's pitch thing mm. is it, the imagery portrays huge scale. Yeah. Like how many people this was. Because yeah. you hear numbers, don't you? Yeah. Oh, there were 400,000 or whatever. And you're like, okay, that's a mm. lot. But like when you see. Yeah. Like all these men on the, um, even on the bridge thing. Yeah. You know. And on the beach, you think, geez, like that is a lot of people, yeah. and it, it's it's beautiful and kind of terrifying at the same mm. time. Um, and it's it's something that you, I don't know, I do think CG is very good, and the CG is especially very good for crowd scenes. I think, yeah, when you don't need to see specific detail, like faces or anything, yeah, yeah, I think CG does incredible things. But what watching this shows you is that there is still a difference. Yeah. Like, you can definitely still tell when... Because I think at one point he had, like, a thousand extras yeah. on that beach. And you can tell that they're real people and yeah. they're doing their own thing. And um, So I think, yeah, the, like you say, the 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 scale of it was was shown very well with the, with the photography. And it was... Yeah, it was an interesting thing that it was... Yeah, it seemed very much... It seemed to kind of flip-flop between the very intimate yeah. like this is what it's like for this one person yeah. going on but then at other points it's like this is yeah. look how big this is look how yeah. many people there are look how terrible this is yeah um, and it kind of yeah went between them yeah and um, I also but, think I think the imagery yeah like I say helped depict the scale of it mm-hmm. and then like you're right it was also very small scale in mm-hmm. some senses um, which is kind of leads on to another one of my points which was that it was, um, yeah, very kind of intimate mm. um, in parts and, and very small scale. Yeah. And actually, in actual fact, the whole story 
is small scale. Like it's such a small part of history. Yeah. It's just one small event. Yeah. And it doesn't really talk about context at all. No. Like, I mean, it assumes, I guess, some level of knowledge on your part. Yeah. Um, but if you think about it, lots of films that are like this would have, you know, shots for back in England, what's going back on back in yeah. England, what's, you know, Churchill saying, what the newspaper's saying, mm. um, you know, what are they discussing in the Houses of Parliament? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would be like, it would have that context of back at home and, mm. and stuff. And this just didn't do that at all. Yeah. It was just like, these are people here um, and this is what's happening right now. And, and I think that was kind of unusual. Um, and I think that helped give the time and the kind of flexibility to be more intimate with mm. the people that, you know, was like really three kind of groups of people yeah. like air, sea and land. Mm. Um, yeah. And kind of be more intimate with them. And, and then that's why you got a real sense of what it was like. Yeah. Cause normally you wouldn't have that much time. You mm. wouldn't have that much time with the guy on the beach. Would you like yeah. him meeting the French guy and then him like trying to get on that other boat, the mm. health uh, the hospital boat thing with yeah. the injured people and then that do you know like there was a lot of things that yeah. happened to him like really his story was multifaceted um but yeah i think it really helped kind of create an intimacy with all of the characters yeah um because you got more time with them mm. throughout their journeys mm. and it wasn't like now this is happening and now i'm going here and now this yeah. is like it's one journey one thing one moment mm. like um and i thought that that was a really kind of clever balance yeah. between having that beautiful, epic kind of imagery and then that really intimate kind of humanity mm. in its core. Yeah. And I think, I think like you said, it's, and I feel like I'm, I'm flying through my points here. Go for it. I'm on to my third one here. Jesus Christ, woman. On in one, in one subject, which was, yeah, like I felt like it had real heart and humanity yeah. in it. Like, there was some terrible, like, I think I said to you when we left, like, war is just so awful. Mm. And it's just so, like, the worst of us. Mm. The worst parts of humanity. Yeah. But, like you said, it's also the best parts. Like, yeah. or it also brings out the best yeah. parts of people. Um, You know, the guys going back, or not back, going there to, mm. like, the civilian people. Mm. Like, it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, they're putting their lives just at willingly risk. willingly going just into to, a war zone. Yeah. Like, and that's just very kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, and mm. it just, yeah, I thought I really liked that. That it kind of, I mean, not that it glorifies war because I do think it makes it seem horrible and mm. awful and pointless, yeah, but it had a lot of heart as well, yeah. And I think getting to know the characters and getting to know the situation and feel the desperation from them, yeah. made that a little bit more impactful than it might otherwise have been, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it kind of ties in with the point I was speaking to uh, my friend James Jimbo. He's a very learned man when it comes to uh, films, uh, an opinion that I uh, I trust very much. And he made an interesting point when I was talking to him about it um, that it's not really a war film because you don't really there's no absolutely no time given to the other side. Yeah. You never see them. No. You see the planes occasionally. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, Do but you, you never get a vision of no, a person. because it's yeah. not about them. 
So yeah. it's not really about the conflict. It's about these people having to survive in this and the, yeah. the choices that they make in, in doing it. And like you say, just, just trying to be good, trying yeah. to do the right thing, trying to get home or trying to help these other guys get home or trying to, you know, shoot down this plane that's going to be yeah. shooting this bombing this thing or whatever. Um, yeah, and the, 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 the heart does... Because as much it, it's a criticism that I think a lot of people have given to it, and my friend John um, criticised the film for for not developing the characters enough, mm. which I would agree with to a, to a point, because the the it shows with a little bit of characterization, even yeah. a little bit of history that you get with the boy who ends up losing his life that that can allow oh, yeah. for a huge amount of pathos at the end, yeah. and so maybe a little and like. Uh, the moment where they all get they're having their bread and jam and then they all get trapped in there and then it's only a couple of them managed to get out yeah and you feel like had more of a character been like it's it's when people lose yeah. i think or when people die or when people fail yeah we feel it a lot more if we know who they are yeah as opposed to just faceless kind of grunts yeah um but i feel like it it develops the character enough like you see enough of the character yeah. to be able to latch onto it, and the heart, I think, is yeah, is is a big part of that. It it you know, it got me uh, crying um, on multiple occasions um, towards the end, which I think I think you can't really be too mm. um, yeah, c- can't be too critical of of you know a lack of character if if, if you're emotionally you care invested. enough to yeah yeah roll a tear. Mind you, you're probably Awful. not the best example, are you? <laughs> we don't want to give people the wrong impression that it's a, a tearjerker and you'll cry a lot because, you know, you know. Do I? Do you? Why didn't you explain it for the boys and girls? Because you like to cry. I mean, <laughs> I can only assume that that's one of your hobbies. You do it so often. <laughs> um, you're a sensitive soul, we'll say. I was crying, but only because I felt so ill. <laughs> <laughs> she felt so sick, like, oh, God, it won't come up. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, yes, I ruined your lovely heart humanity point there. Um, but, yes, yes, I agree with you. It heart. did have a lot of heart. Yes, well, I was agreeing with you. Okay, well, I also agree with you. Cool, great. Um, <laughs> so, uh, a quick point uh, would be the length Yes. It wasn't, it didn't. wasn't too long. It didn't outstay its welcome. And that's yes. a big thing with us. Yes. Us both. Um, you can be as long as you want as a film. Absolutely as long as you want. But you've got to justify. Yeah. That keep time. me interested. You've got, to, you've got to keep things going. And with this kind of film, with the kind of relative dearth of character development, it you know, you've got enough to get you through yeah. an hour and a half to an hour and three quarters. Yeah. And if it starts getting longer than that, if it starts pushing into the two hours, as a lot of... Oh, it'll still be doing it. Hello? Yep. Um, hour and a half to an hour and three quarters. But if you start pushing the two hours, as a lot mm. of Christopher Nolan films do, I mean, this is the shortest Christopher Nolan film since his first one. Yeah. Which he made for no money, so it was, you know, probably made it as long as he, you know, could legally make it to make it a feature film. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I, and I think it, it was all the better for it. Yeah. Come in, tell your story. Yeah. And like I said, it was a small part of history. So that probably, mm. like, you don't want to really, you haven't got enough 
to tell yeah. in that time mm. and keep everyone interested. I yeah. mean, of course you could have spent longer on yeah. everything, but um, yeah, I felt like it was good in that sense, especially these kind of films. I feel like these kind of films go on for days, yeah. generally. Films about war. And it's an interesting thing about war. with um, to compare it to Hacksaw Ridge, which is the yes. film with Andrew Garfield playing the conscientious objector going into the Second World War. Yeah. Because it kind of... I mean, it's not the, not the same kind of thing, but it's it's similar in terms of the story that it's trying to tell of this was a story of hundreds of thousands of men being taken home by small boats. Yeah. And that's the story of one man rescuing, yeah. like, dozens of men yeah. in a battlefield. And whilst... And I, I suppose it's the structure of how you tell that story. What this film understands is that you can't really show that much of the thing. Yeah. It's not really about the actual rescue because once no. you start showing that, it's like, and then this went on another, yeah. you know, fifty times. Yeah. Whereas that film kind of really just, I feel like you showed saw yeah, every single one that too you did. much, and yeah. then you, you're like, you, there's a more, there's a cleverer way yeah. to portray the you know, yeah, the the story here because you can't, as the viewer, you can't maintain that level of interest. Yeah. Regardless of what the situation is, if you're just seeing the same thing over and over. Oh again. yeah, yeah. Um, you're like, I so get I f- it. After yeah. A while. So I feel like this did a lot better job than, than yeah. that of of depicting a you know a major rescue. Yes. Um, I agree. Uh, what else have we got? What else have we got? I have got um, a negative. Go on. If I may. Please. Um, the three stranded story thing. Yeah. <sighs> three being. See, uh, land, land. See, air, week, hour, day, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel like it didn't really... I don't know. It didn't really add as much as it possibly thought it was going to add. And I don't know whether it was How done... How do you mean? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the point was necessarily. Like I, well, I, I guess I, it was like bringing together different people's stories mm. and how they all converge at the end. But the fact that it was like different lengths of time and it all kind of... I feel like... I almost feel like... And this is something that um, John was saying that it almost seemed like Christopher Nolan feeling like he had to Christopher Nolan it a bit more. Like, this is the story that I want to tell. And the studio were like, that's Chris, that's great. But Christopher Nolan films are kind of a bit crazy with their timelines and they all go all over the place, don't they? So maybe you just put in a little bit more of that. Um, and I feel like it didn't necessarily, um, yeah, add anything. And like there were points where it was kind of crossing over, and it didn't really make a lot of sense to. And it was kind of like what the um, like there's a bit right at the beginning where um, it's where they've got the guy in the stretcher. And they're trying to get him onto the boat, and that's very tense, and that's very like oh, this is life or death. Yeah. And then you cut back to Mark Rylance on his boat, and I understand in hindsight, looking back, that he was trying to get all of those life jackets onto his boat so that he could leave before the navy got there and requisitioned his boat, and he wouldn't get to go. Yeah. I get that in hindsight, but at the time, it was like they're trying to kind of it it creates that link in terms of these are comparable things of these guys trying to get this wounded man onto this medical ship to save his life 
with, well, I hope Mark Rylance can get all those life jackets on his thing before the people come and they, you know, it was just putting life jackets onto a small boat. Oh, I thought that was obvious. I'm sure they said something that made it, like, clear that they were trying to go before the Navy got to them. Oh, I didn't pick mm. up on that. I see. I just feel like there are a couple of t- points where it was like the the stakes for two things that it was dovetailing together yeah. were dramatically different, and so it's it felt forced. Mm, it felt artificial. I see. For me, the narrative structure mm-hmm. um, and the kind of multifaceted stories was a was a positive. Okay. Um, I thought it was good because for me, maybe I can't like. I don't know. I just thought it gave a good overall perspective of what the different people that were involved in this story and their different roles that they had to play yeah. and the different way in which, you know, tension was developing for them or, mm. or not. Um, so I actually really liked that. I thought it was a really good... Um, because I don't know how else you would have told that story, interestingly enough. Mm. And I do think it... it, it contributed to the overall pace of the film okay. and the overall like maintaining your interest i think if it had chosen a different way it wouldn't have been as kind of pacey and it wouldn't have been as interesting um you wouldn't have been as engaged mm. because i don't know i just think i don't know i just really liked it okay. i thought that was actually a positive point it's one of my positives mm-hmm. that i thought um having these different kind of snapshots, these different people, uh, these different timelines, but it all coming together mm-hmm. shows you, in, it contributes towards the, the, the scale of it again. Mm-hmm. It's like the small, there's this person, this person, this person, they're doing their thing at, you know, at this time and at that time and it's all you know different and yeah. like kind of jumbled. And then at the end, it's like, it's all coming together in this one moment, this one kind yeah. of rescue, which I think is why it was emotional and I think is why it was so epic was because you'd been invested in these different stories, these different timelines, and then they converge. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was a positive for me. Well, there we go. There we go. There we go. What else did you have? Um, I've also got, um, in, in a word, rylance. I knew you were going to pick him out. You love him, didn't you? I just think he's he was so good. Mark Rylance um, has a naturalism about him yeah. that I think is incredible. It's, it's a similar thing to um, when we were at some point discussing Michael Keaton and the feeling that... Every day. Every day. Every <laughs> damn day we're talking about Michael Keaton. Um, but I feel like... I'd love to go back. I'd l- I'd love to watch. Like I don't know for any one of the shots that they did of Mark Rylance, like five different takes. Yeah. Because you feel like they'd each be different. Yeah. Because he's not. He's not. He's not that kind of I don't know, precision actor. Yeah. Of like, why well, need to do this specifically for each time? It's it's, it's such a naturalism. And if it is, he's doing it exactly the same each time then that's even more incredible. Yeah. Because he's able to, to, yeah. to kind of portray this this absolute kind of... Yeah, I mean... I, I, like I'm, spontaneity yeah. and authenticity. Like he's, he's he doesn't know what he's going to be doing. Yeah. He's like a normal human being who, you know, yeah. I'm just doing things. Yeah. Um, 
and I think his his kind of sto his kind of stoicism. But I feel like stoicism's often kind of portrayed in film as like a kind of no, I'm gonna you know bury myself like a you know I'm gonna set myself in the ground like a tree, and I'm not gonna be moved by this thing. And rah, 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 and it's this big kind of you know stand. Yeah. It's like no, I'm stoically gonna stand here. Whereas this was just it's the opposite of that. It's it's that that kind of I don't know, it's, it's Quiet the kind of, resistance. Yeah, it's the personification of the awful keep calm and carry on posters. Yeah. That are, you know, ubiquitous and whatever. But that is what it's talking about. It's yeah. just a, a kind of a quiet sense of duty and like, well, no, we need to... And he, when Killian Murphy's like, we're not going to go back, he doesn't argue with him. No. He doesn't raise his voice. There's no kind of shouting or, brav, you know... Confrontation. No. Or, yeah. It's just like, well, we need to do this. Yeah. There's no running from this. You have to do this. Yeah. And I don't know, there's just something so earnest and honest and... Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful about him. Yeah. Um, and I think he really... Yeah. He kind of made that, that whole story. Yeah. Was... Yeah. Him. Definitely. Yeah. Incredible. He had a kind of very... Um, yeah, quiet control over yeah. the situation. Mm. And like you say, like perseverance and, and very kind of strong mindedness of, yeah. well, this is what we need to do. Yeah. So, and then you, got, you, you get the feeling that that then rubs off on his son. Yeah. And he has that incredible moment when Killy Murphy asks whether the guy's going to be okay. Yeah. And he says yes, which was for me like, I mean, that's the. It, it, it got me crying four times. Yeah. So when the boats arrived, crying. When Tom Hardy managed to land at the end, crying. Which I didn't necessarily expect to. Because you don't like Tom. Because I'm not a huge fan of Tom Hardy. But it was. I think it was the music as well and yeah. everything building up. And it was. You know, I was yeah. crying at that. Um, but the, the 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 two strongest ones were, yeah, that moment because it was set up so perfectly of the kid who kind of looked very kind of Hitler youth, <laughs> this kind of perfect blonde thing, yeah. and, you know. Um, first being afraid of Killian Murphy, like locking him in the thing. Yeah. And then being like angry at him when he pushes the kid down the stairs. And he's like, is he okay? And he's like, no, he's not. Like, fuck you. Yeah. But then just to see that turn, it was it's so, so nice. And then at the end when they're looking at the newspaper... And it says like that he was a hero and he was only seventeen. I was like, oh, oh George, oh George, little George, poor George, just yeah, wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And I, yeah, I feel like that's all kind of in, yeah informed by kind of violence and his just overwhelming yeah. Yeah. goodness. Yeah, yeah, he was very kind of the best of us type mm. of character. Yeah, um, yeah, which kind of brings me to my last point, which was. Um, I guess what you're talking about as well of kind of like the emotional mm -hmm. aspect of it um, which I've kind of talked about but and this is really a very more subjective thing sure um, but towards the end just because it was all you know we're here we're together and mm -hmm. you know all of that kind of positivity towards the end um, just made me really homesick and the music yeah I was just like oh, 
aren't we the best? <laughs> we're just the best. Yeah, it was. Like, I mean, we're not at all. But this film is like, <laughs> made, it seem, yeah. made you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm really proud to be British. Yeah. Even though all of the horrible historical atrocities <laughs> yeah. we've been involved with. But this was like that kind of, and it does feel very British. There is something yeah. very British in that. It's not very, um, like, showy. No. It's like, it's Ryland's kind of, mm. it's very, it's not very showy. It's, 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 it's also, the, it's kind of characterised by self-doubt as well. Mm. I feel like often the British way is not to believe in yourself. Yeah. Not to, you know, you know, there's no bravado. No. And that's, you know, generally, of course, yeah. not specifically, but um, then, generally yeah, even... it's like undervaluing yourself or mm. under, kind of thinking it's probably not going to work. Yeah. But I'm going to do it anyway. Mm. And for us, I, I, for that, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, that's that's a that's a kind of British trait, mm. um, and all you know, also a very admirable one, very mm. earnest, very admirable, yeah. and very. I don't know. Yeah, just made me homesick. Mm. I think. Yeah, it was like the ultimate. It's good to be British, kind of. Yeah. Go Britain, kind of film. Yeah. And yeah, even with Tom Hardy at the end when he you know shoot down the plane and prevents them. To, there's no, there's no celebration. There's no, no. whooping. No. There's no like, yeah. Yeah. There's no like, Britain, fuck you, yeah. Jerry's. Nah. Like, it's just kind of like, okay. Yeah. I've done my part. Yeah. And then I'm just going to land and then the, you know, I'm going to get rid of the plane and then the Germans are going to take me and that's just what happens yeah. because, you know. This is how I don't I like end. to make a fuss. Yeah. Don't want to make a fuss. No. Yeah. It is very like that. Yeah. Um, and so I think, yeah, that was that kind of talk at the very end. It was just very mm. like, whew, yeah, um, very emotional and very nice. And yeah, I feel like as well, I think you had said it, like when you watch a film like this, and for me, I hate violence and mm -hmm. I hate this kind of stuff. And it just makes me despair a bit mm. about people, the world. Um, history a bit like what the hell like why would you mm. doesn't you know um and so having that kind of aggression and violence and despair mm. and you know people dying people fighting for their lives this kind of horrific thing and then having a nice moment at the end yeah i think like you said it's such relief because you've mm. had such kind of uh, awfulness for mm. such a long time that the slightest bit of niceness the slightest yeah. kind of sun on the horizon you're like oh my god mm. yes this is amazing and yeah. not to say this wasn't you know of course amazing but yeah you know you're kind of like yeah mm. finally something positive well that actually yeah you've dovetailed nicely into oh. my final point which uh, i'm describing as uh the film shawshanking oh right okay um, sorry i've stolen your point is, no, no no it's fine um because yeah, that's that's what Shawshank does, is that it creates this unbelievable happy feel good moment at the end. Yeah. And that's what you remember of Shawshank. You think, yeah. oh Shawshank and at the end he gets on the beach and the blah 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 and it's all perfect because it's all worked out for the best. Yeah. And you forget that like half an hour into that film, Andy Dufresne's getting gang raped by yeah. like it's like this is an awful situation. Yeah. Um and this does the same thing, like for an hour. Yeah. It it, it just kind of beats you yeah. with, you know, this is going wrong and this is going wrong and this is going wrong and, they're you know, they haven't been able to get onto the boat, but then they did manage to get the guy onto the boat 
but then that boat just sank with all these injured people on it and yeah. isn't that terrible and the the germans are just kind of strafing the beach and just shooting people and yeah. everybody is like and the, the navy's it. not coming to help and the raf's not coming to help and it's just these kind of sitting ducks on a beach getting shot at by germans until they all die oh, fuck me this is terrible yeah and, so, and it all builds up to that moment where the where the where the, the little boats come in. Yeah. And it's just this perfectly orchestrated moment. Because I feel like, and this may be wrong because obviously I wasn't really paying attention to it, but I feel like there, w- there wasn't any music until that point. Yeah. It was a score yeah. full of like, da, 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 like sounds and, yeah. more than that yeah. kind of Hans Zimmer, like, kind of yeah. stuff, as opposed to this is a theme or this is a tune or this yeah. is whatever. And so when you get you get the boat showing up, and you get this kind of swell of music, like optimistic music. And you, yeah. yeah, you really, you feel it. You yeah. feel that kind of, oh, thank God, these people yeah. are here to save us. Yeah. From this just relentless misery yeah. that this film's put us through. Yeah. And that's a really powerful, a really powerful moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and the fact that all of the, again, all the people on the boats, like the people, the soldiers on the boats are cheering because they're not going to die, hopefully. But all the people on the boats, all the sailors and all the fishermen and all the, you know, people who just own a boat to go around pottering around the coast. Yeah. They're all just there, straight-faced. I'm just doing my duty. This is what I do. There's no, like, yeah! Yeah. UK, UK, UK. None of that. None of yeah. that. It's just, yeah. These people coming to, to, to literally save the day. And it's not, it's not the air force with their big planes and their big guns. And yeah. it's not a superhero coming in with his superpowers. It's just ordinary people. And I think there's a real power in that, in saying that this is a, yeah, this is a desperate situation that mm. is solved by ordinary people just stepping up and being good. Doing their bit. Doing their bit. And that's, oh, that's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm going to, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm gonna the the point that I made about the the three stories, stories not really working. I don't necessarily think they did work perfectly, but I'm gonna take that point out. Oh. I'm gonna take that point out. You're retracting it. I'm retracting it. Why? I don't know. I just feel like the more I talk about the film and the more I think about the film and the more that I realise what the film made me feel. Yeah. I feel like it's it's difficult to. Like if a if a film yeah makes me feel that kind of hopeful or that kind of relief or that kind of if it manipulates my emotions in mm. that kind of in that way to that extent and with that kind of skill, then I don't know like what what would I change? Wow! I don't think I would change anything. This is I mean quite, I, this is a first. Yeah. So I'm on the discussion tra- changing your, your yeah. So I'm going to take that one out and I'm going to say that. Uh, moment was uh, the uh, the uh, final point was um, yeah that Mark Rylance and his son bit and Killian Murphy asking the kid because that was amazing as well yeah so yeah I realise as well I'm very surprised that you've done that but I'm you seem to be very passionate about yeah. it yeah so I can see why you've done that thank you um Back onto the imagery part. Sure. About um, with Killian Murphy on mm-hmm. the boat when they first find him. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was an amazing... That did look like a painting. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Like, I feel like I've seen that painting. Yeah. Like, 
of a man sitting there, kind of just waiting. And adrift. Yeah. There were lots of those, and that, that I think that feeds into the emotion as well that you're talking yeah. about. Those kind of really powerful mm. moments that were, you know, that you kind of almost see as a photo. Yeah. And you thinking, oh my goodness, like mm. seeing that photo. Um, yeah, but, um, so are you five out five of five? five, yeah. Wow. I just think, yeah. Not it's... even Harry Styles could. Could, could stop <laughs> oh, that. I was annoyed at Harry Styles showing up as well because why? Why make it somebody that we know? Like no, we don't know anybody else of the of that entire story. Yeah. Um, except for, That's and dear listener, you might be able to uh, confirm or deny this: the Scottish guy when they're in the boat. Yeah. With the gun. He's like, no, you. Uh, if he doesn't get off, then you're going to get off next. I'm pretty sure he was in Star Wars. Episode seven, as one of the bounty hunters who are after Han Solo, who then gets eaten by that big kind of ball monster thing. Um, but that aside, it's like you don't know anybody. I mean, so n- no normal people. normal people wouldn't know. No, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Apart you from get... what's his face, Ken. Oh yeah, so like the the yeah, you know, the higher the ups or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. And uh, uh, is it James Dance Darcy? James Darcy. I don't know the guy played he played Jarvis in Agent Carter anyway um, he's been in some things as well the kind of the one underneath him that I can yeah that's fine but the for the kind boys. of the, yeah the, and they were boys and that was a thing as well yeah. wasn't it that was made it because you like look at him like oh my god he's a child yeah this when I was his awful. age I was you know worrying about how to finish Mel Gear Solid and he's yeah. having to kind of survive yeah. literally getting annoyed with my mum for calling me down for dinner <laughs> mum I've not finished my game yet <laughs> I said until the next cutscene <laughs> um yeah uh but yeah why and then and then you're like oh there's uh, yeah. oh there's Harry Styles why what is he doing there what is he doing there and, yeah. and Nolan tries to justify it like, well, I saw thousands of uh, thousands of guys, and you know Harry Styles just had it. Like, really, none of the other what ones could it? have done Money. what he did. Yeah. <laughs> did he pay you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I thought, and you thought he was okay, though, didn't you? I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't think that he was any better or worse than you know. I wouldn't say, well, there's going to be another actor out there that's better, I but would. I don't understand. I I think there could there were any number of actors out there who could have done the same thing that he did, and yeah. I think it would have been more effective oh, yeah. had you not. If it was been an like, unknown person, oh, it's him from One Direction. Yeah, I also thought he wasn't a very good actor at yeah. all. He's dead, mate. In this funny voice, like affected voice that he put on, I didn't like it. No, no, I thought, come on, Harry, go sing a song somewhere. <laughs> Uh, go sing a song. Um, yeah, so for me, a five on five. There we go. So for and me, to, it's four out of five. Oh, sorry. To, Are you changing your mind again? No. To speak, Six out of five. <laughs> to speak a little bit to your point of that it's only a very small moment. Yeah. Which it is, but just to give it its due, because we looked it up afterwards, which again is power to the film. Yes. That it kind of makes you think, all oh, right, what did actually happen? How much of this is true? How much of this yeah. is false? Um that a lot of people say that, that well... Oh, that that was the kind of defining exactly, moment yeah, for the that, war. Exactly, yeah, that it could have... Because it was essentially a military failure that got us to that point, but it was Churchill's way of... who had only been in office for, like, two weeks at that point. Yeah. 
his ability to be able to turn that into a positive of the rescue as opposed to the failure that yeah. necessitated the rescue. Yeah. Then galvanised the, the British spirit and then allowed us to, to continue fighting when, you know, we were getting beaten at that point. Yeah. Um, so then potentially if if that doesn't go as well, if these hundreds of thousands of... if Because it was like the people that were rescued as like a quarter of the entire British army at yeah. that point. If they hadn't been rescued... Maybe Britain wouldn't have lasted. Maybe we'd have, you know, get taken over by the Germans, blah, blah, blah. World history, potentially. Yes. Uh, you know, turned on its head. It'd have been completely different. Yeah. So uh, hats off to the little boats. Yes. For, well done, guys. Yeah. For, for stopping them Nazis. Idiots. Nazis. <sighs> um, yes. So, so you sorry, you're a four out of five. Yes. Yeah. I'm a four out of five. I would Very say. good, but not perfect. Not perfect, no, because I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> Any On film that inspires nausea. Yes. Can't, in good conscience, be given. Yeah, a which I think is is a very good testament to the film that I felt sick through much of it and it's still got a four. <laughs> four out of five. I mean, really. Put that on the post. That should be like zero. Yeah. Because. I yeah. wanted to throw. I wanted to throw up, but I gave it a four out of five. Says <laughs> Tiffany Douglas. Yes, exactly. Nice. Um, so, uh, what did you think, uh, dear listener? Did you agree? Did you not agree? Did you like it? Did you not like it? You just, I don't know. Get in touch if you want. No one ever has, but you know, this is always the first time. What? No. Not fools. Fools. Goddamn fools. Fools. Um, but yeah, Tiffany B. Thank you so much for for joining me. Welcome. Um, I can smell um, some carrot cakes um, Mm -hmm. that you've baked this afternoon that I am very much looking to tearing into. So uh, let's wrap this up uh, and get to them. Um, uh, Yeah, dear listener, thank you for for joining us. So that was our spoiler-free review of... Spoilerific. Spoilerific, spoiler-filled, dripping with spoilers, review of uh, Dunkirk. A uh, quite a wild ride, whichever way you slice it. Cheers!